All right, everybody. Ding, ding, ding. Round, whatever round this is. It's time to talk about who won the week. We got Leftovers, the most powerful man in the world and his identical twin brother, the penultimate episode versus uh, episode six of Fargo. Seven. Seven. The Law of Inevitability. Mm -hmm. Uh, Both shows going in through the late game stretch. In your opinion, who won the week? I mean, do do I really need to say it? Can everyone just know what I'm thinking? <laughs> I don't know. Can we? Yeah, I mean, it's obviously the leftovers. Obviously, yeah. I mean, the leftovers crushed it this week. It's 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 an all. It's another all. Like the the last two seasons, the penultimate and finale episode have been all time TV greats. Yeah, um, almost universally acclaimed. If the you know for the people that are watching it. And I found this one, like, even they had so many things stacked up against them. The fact that they're going back to the dream world well again. The fact right. that they're di- – but they found a way to, I don't know, top, but differentiate from those episodes. Yeah, and, kept it fresh. And, and still have something meaningful for the characters we care about and move on. Because I was starting to get worried that we were going to have a really glum finale Mm-hmm. Uh, with you know, set up uh, the previous episode, um, and I'm feeling a lot more hopeful and optimistic after seeing this one. Uh, and Fargo, yeah. and that's the thing, Fargo was really good. Now mm-hmm. it was like it one of those connective episodes, but it had a really a big bang at the end, and it had just a com- amazing scene with Michael Stolberg, yeah, uh, and it, and and his character's wife, and some really good scenes with Ian McGregor as as Emmett, kind of you know, uh, recovering from the events of last episode it's really hard because i try to not for people that are leftovers fans i don't want to spoil fargo for them and for fargo fans i don't want to spoil the leftovers (laughs) yeah yeah this is but but if if, day later i think if we talk about like i I try to pitch it to where people to watch both all shows know what we're talking about Mm -hmm. um and then better call Saul came in last by default because they took the week off yeah i don't i mean i guess we don't have a runner-up this week right it's winner and loser (laughs) uh i'll throw i thought American Gods. Oh yeah, um, I actually like better than Fargo even because this is the. I think huh. this is the first. That it's rounding into shape and they've established their themes and characters to a point. And the fact that this show is just so gonzo crazy and I cannot get over how much fun Ian McShane is having on this show hmm. and how awesome his character is and how entertaining. And it continues to be a problem that the main character is so boring and uninteresting compared to everyone around him. Uh-huh. Uh, but maybe that's the point. Maybe that's the point. You got a, a, a story about, you know, uh, current and past gods squaring off for religious supremacy and an average man caught in the middle is going to be the least colorful of that cast. All right. Uh, yeah, I could buy that. G- Jilly, um, I don't know. I haven't seen it. So. Gillian Anderson or is it Gillian Anderson? I, I think it's Gillian. Gillian, because I I get her and Jacobs confused all the time. That's she's, that's actually Jacobs. Yeah, <laughs> she she's playing this this god of media, um, and she keeps on like the first time she appeared, she was like a black and white version of I Love Lucy, Lucille Ball. Then she appeared as a gender bent David Bowie, like a pitch perfect David Bowie. Uh. And then she appeared as Marilyn Monroe in her like you know dress blow- blowing up scene, yeah. and it's incredible. Hmm. It's super cool to see her like float in as Marilyn Monroe to these scenes. That sounds um, like a really weird show, dude. You, I <laughs> I 
I it's one of those shows where I feel like you have to give it at least it's like, kind of like the wire you have to give it a, at least three episodes because it's so crazy and so unlike anything you've seen. Now yeah. there is some like three hundred style insane violence and like Caligula style insane sex. Mm-hmm to kind of keep your attention even when you completely befuddled about what's going on but once you get there uh it is unlike anything i've ever i've ever seen before so it's uh it's it's really i get really excited on sunday night because i got the leftovers and uh and uh, this yeah i feel like i might also say that about the leftovers that sounds like a fucking insane show it is if I hadn't been watching it and someone just tried to describe it to me, yeah, this last episode. I mean, uh, that, I always like saying like, give it three, like anything like The Leftovers, of The Wire, American Gods. I give it three episodes because mm-hmm. it's not like a Breaking Bad where you see the first episode and like shit, yeah, right. I'm in. You're, you're hooked immediately. It's it's that's there, and this isn't a slow burn. It's more of just a bewildering burn. Yeah, it's like watching a fire underwater. Like what the hell? This violates every rule I've ever seen about anything. I don't. I, how can it be? And then it starts. You know, not making literal sense, but spiritual and emotional sense, maybe. I don't know. Okay. Um, I also thought it's been a while since we talked about... um, Silicon Valley. Silicon Valley. Yeah, yeah. We should maybe talk a bit. What do you think about the news that... Is it CJ or TJ Miller? TJ Miller, yeah. TJ Miller is is jumping ship. God damn it. That that... sucks because I think he's a big part of why this show is funny. Now, it's supposedly an amicable mutual split. Um, I find that extraordinarily hard to believe because you got a guy. This is a a pretty big show for HBO. It's a very funny comedy. He's one of the breakout stars, certainly, along with Kumail Nanjiani. I feel like he was primed to break out anyway, but this Mm -hmm. was certainly – shine a much bigger spotlight on him sure he grew from the guy who was on dan Harmon's weekly podcast to a guy who hasn't been on it for a year and a half because he's too damn busy um and i mean guilfoyle went from the kid on freaks and geeks the last time i saw him uh to this i don't know that he's broken out though i he hmm. yeah i mean i don't i don't know what else he's doing right now i mean certainly because because the thing but he about, might have a future if because I want to dismiss him as like well he's just Guilfoyle sure but C T J C J T J T J Miller mm-hmm. is just T J Miller Thomas Middleditch is just Thomas Middleditch and Kumail Nanjiani for you know better or worse is just Kumail Nanjiani I mean yeah. I've never seen him not be anything but Kumail Nanjiani in anything no I don't I don't think anybody's stretching here I think it was well cast yeah you know? yeah but uh, I just don't know like what is I, don't, I mean, do you think he's got a big movie career ahead of him? Is he going to headline his mm. own comedy? Like, I feel like he's best with uh, a straight man that he can bounce yeah. crazy stuff off of. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the other hand, yeah, he I does, don't know. I mean, he's got he's got his special on uh, HBO that he's doing. Right? I'm very special. curious because have you seen the trailer from that? It looks bizarre, like prop. It's com- like a Gallagher style. Yeah, carrot weird. top. Prop comedy fest, which those are not traditionally my favorite, and they're not in vogue right now. But I mean, maybe he's got his own spin on it. Maybe, maybe. Um, it seemed to be water themed. Yeah, that's part of it. He gets what. progressively wetter throughout the performance, and I think he's talking about water a lot uh-huh. in the comedy. I don't uh-huh. know what his angle is. He here, might have but... a twenty-gallon aquarium under his shirt. He might. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I was floored because he's certainly a big part of why this show is fun to watch for sure yeah 
And even um, this this latest episode where he comes in and essentially seals a deal by threatening to steal this guy's third wife. Right. Yeah. Right uh, out from under him is fuck. hilarious. It's and, glorious. And yeah. then they zig where like she goes after uh, Thomas Middleditch. Yeah, Richard. And Richard, oh my! They, this show, the other, the show, stock and trade is uh, C.J. Miller, and then humiliating Richard uh-huh. because, like, my favorite parts are like when Richard goes to his doctor. Oh yeah, I love it. And this, the worst doctor, this woman but... he had sex with, she just keeps revealing how the night went, and it's just worse and worse and worse. Yeah, the like, worst what, sex. What? What? He goes when when I took my top off, and you actually audibly said, <laughs> "Gulp, gulp." <laughs> yeah. This is so he's God. He's so inept. And I absolutely loved the last episode's concept of a blood boy. I thought that was fucking fantastic. Oh, like like, like something out of Mad Max. Yeah, the idea that they'd have these kid, these a young, y- a young virile, virile boy who would essentially give him blood transfusions, and uh-huh. that's how they would stay young. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Fuck, I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um. What else do we – I mean, is Gavin gone for good? Because if so, mm. good riddance because, because – because here's the, I want to say that about before we move on to C.J. Miller. It does feel like um, part of uh, uh, Ehrlich's story is that he's kind of redundant at this point. Yeah, he is. He, he doesn't he's kind have of a been success. He's been carrying himself as if he is a successful incubator and has, by hook or crook, kept up this prestige. And now he's, he's cabbaged on to – uh, uh, Haley Joel Osment, Bream and Hall, yeah, who was really rounded out into a, a, a teddy bear of a man. I didn't so much that I did a not gummy recognize bear him of a man. Oh, really? At all? No. See, and I went on Reddit and somebody said, "Hey, that's Haley Joel Osment." I was like, "What the?" F-? Or I was on our forums and somebody said that. I was like, "What?" Well, and I, 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 I see what you mean because I saw I I've been watching the Spoils of Babylon that that crazy. Um, uh, uh, I don't know who all's behind it, but Will Will Ferrell's a big part of it. Project it's been on. Uh, what's the channel that does Portlandia? IFC? IFC? Yeah, yeah, yeah. IFC, yeah. And he, he's been a big part of those little little things. Mm-hmm. And, like, the first time I saw him, I'm like, because oh, the last time I'd seen him was in uh, Secondhand Lions. Oh, Or he right, looked like, yeah. okay, this is a teenager. Like, uh-huh. This is a teenage Hallie Joe Osment. But holy moly. He got portly. Yeah. Our, and and he, beardly. He, it, yeah, he's crossed bread with, or, with a Wookiee. Steve Wozniak, yeah, and and just just pounded the keggers like, I guess it's, it's it's amazing, and the fact that he's extremely comfortable, I guess, with people pointing that out. Yeah, I mean, it, he's got fuck you money, probably right. Right. So yeah, what does he care? Yeah, like people are going to make fun of him. Big deal. Plus, like you know, like there's room for him to do work. Like you know, uh, yeah, he's still a good actor. Yeah, like I could see him um, being a. Uh, uh, not Zach Galifianakis. Uh, G- Paul Giamatti. Yeah, Paul Giamatti as a ro- as a roly poly guy okay. has gotten a lot of both comedic and drama dr- uh, drama roles. Hallie Joe Osment has not forgotten how to act since he was a little kid. Right. So uh, you could have a, a second act, no problem. Okay. I think we need a. I think we need a buddy movie. <laughs> Buddy drama, buddy comedy with uh, Paul Giamatti and Haley Joel Osment. I think you put him in dog. I think you put dog ears on him, and because I've been talking about how they should bring back Spuds McKenzie. Uh huh. Anthropomorphic Spuds McKenzie. Does not he look like he's ready to party? Yeah, he does. He totally does. Couldn't you see him in like you know a pool float with a with a bud in his mm-hmm. hands and like surrounded by girls or just oh, but like he's essentially an anthropomorphic a- Spuds McKenzie. Okay, so he's a human. He's not. 
a dog. He, no, I mean that's the joke. He's but his a dog. attitude is yeah, yeah. He's that of a dog. Yeah, he's a furry. He's a furry version of Spuds. <laughs> okay, I like it. Um, how, where do we? We took a detour off of on Haley Joe Osmond Street. Yeah. Uh, oh, because Ehrlich seems like he's found the way to cabbage on to. Mm-hmm. Um, is it Lori? Who is the? Yeah, it's Bream Hall. No, Monica. Lori and Monica. Yeah. Okay. Lori is the the one that's on the spectrum. Yeah. Okay. The, he's cabbaged on that because he's brought this whale, Haley Joe Osment, some sort of whale that he insulted his way into his inner circle. Yeah. That feels very Ehrlich. Totally. But but you're yeah. right. Like he has been. Like I don't know what more arc this character could have. Well, I mean, this has to backfire on him somehow, right? Yeah. That's the story of Ehrlich. His his braggadocio and right. his assholery get him into constant like. Good, uh, you know, cold water and hot water. Uh-huh. So this is going to backfire somehow. I did really like the Guilfoyle and uh, Dinesh phone chicken that they played, yep. where they both yep. had the, the, the encryption went wrong and it just copied each other's phones to each other's profiles. Uh-huh. And I felt like that it was great because, you know, Guilfoyle cracks and steals the phone and flushes it in the toilet. But I do feel like that's a win for Dinesh. It is. Because yeah. he knows there is something that you could embarrass Guilfoyle at. And he's been this, yeah. you know, solid sheet of titanium that nothing could stick to. I wonder if he can pick at that. that I wonder. Because the there, there's a vulnerability for the first time. He's seen there a vulnerability is. where D- Dinesh is nothing but a walking vulnerability. Which I'm glad because that's the relationship. That's the comedic angle that i'm least tolerant of oh really yeah i think it's not particularly funny Hmm. um but maybe if they could do something new with it i think it's just too repetitive well here speaking of repetitive i don't know how much longer this show's got for legs as it's still super funny but i was watching um the watch podcast with with andy and chris and they were talking about how the structure of the show is Charlie Brown getting the football pulled away from him by Lucy. Sure. Again and again and again. Oh, we've lost our funding. Oh, we got our funding. Oh, we've lost our funding. Oh, we've got... Yep. And by the end of the last episode, they completely reset it, where everyone is still sitting around um, Ehrlich's table coding. Mm-hmm. How much longer they can keep doing that and still make it be relevant and funny and fresh? I don't know that the answer is many more years. Yeah, it's not very. Especially if C.J. Miller starts leaving and, you know... Uh, uh, Kumail Nanjiani's got this movie coming about. It's a kind of a biograph, bi- autobiographical, ta- autobiograph, autobiographical, autobiographical. Autobiograph. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. What what Jim just said. Look <laughs> at how him and his wife met. Huh. Uh, which okay. he's told this story on the Harmon podcast. It and he's he's made a, a fictionalized version of that where he stars in, and that could mm-hmm. that's got a lot of positive buzz. He could be like a super duper star next year. You know, Middle Ditch is hawking Verizon. Uh, yeah, he's going to become the Verizon guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I, boy. I, that worked out well for the, the Sprint guy. The Sprint guy, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's slumming on Sprintland now. Um, yeah. You know I, they pay him less and less every commercial, right? They've got probably. to. Probably. Like he's not making the Verizon money anymore. No, 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 no. no. He's making Sprint money now. No. So don't do it, Thomas. Don't. Yeah, I'm just I'm just wondering how much longer as people start leaving and you know the jokes become staler and Silicon Valley culture becomes less and less novel. Like how much longer it can actually run? Yeah, I think they need to do something to shake up that show. And well, I, mean, I don't CJ mean leaving. Like, I don't mean yeah that. I think that's a, a uh, negative thing. But yeah, plot I, wise, I think I think 
what I'm hoping is they take C.J. Miller, put him on the board of Ravinica or whatever the new version of that with Monica and, and Lori, mm-hmm. um, and then get that entire branch out of here. Yeah. Because at this point, Lori was – her whole purpose was like a will they, won't they with, with Richard. That's never going to happen. I'm never going to believe that's going to happen at this point. Um, and I never thought Lori was a great character – and if if he's joining that board, it seems like that's a great opportunity to just get them. That's just go. Now they're just going to go away, and we'll never see them again. I think they should have the guy, whose whose wife's wives plural, uh, Ehrlich slept with, kill him at the <laughs> end of this season. <laughs> I think like maybe his wife tells him, "Oh, I cheated on you," and he assumes that it was with with Ehrlich. Yeah, and he goes and he just murders him. Right. I know it's too late to film that because the, it's already in the This can, last but. episode, why was everyone so excited about Gavin being part of the company? Because I don't understand how he's not Silicon Valley radioactive at this point. Yeah. Yeah, you would is, think Is this stuff to happen inside the boardroom for Hooli not public knowledge? They make it seem like Silicon Valley is so incestuous that I don't see mm-hmm. how in the hell it hasn't gotten the, the fact that he has been – a disinterested idiot turd monster for so long. I don't see how that's gotten that 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 hasn't gotten out. Yeah, the only and thing also, I can think is he built the is, billion dollar company. Is so. Richard chopped liver? He won TechCrunch. He founded this technology. He's been. I mean, it just seems like it seems like Gavin is unrealistically lauded in the show, and Richard is seen as chopped liver. Um, and that you know if that's the you know the engine that needs the 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 show needs to make it go. I don't know. That yeah. seems like it's starting to, to, to leak oil. I feel like it's maybe a part of the Valley culture that I don't understand quite mm-hmm. uh, well enough. Yeah. Like maybe, you know, once you get respect, you kind of always have it until you colossally fuck up. But how can you colossally fuck up more than Richard, than, than, than Gavin? Like, why did he leave Hooli because of this, you know, improper age gate thing? And yeah, that's, you know... He had the who who was the the guy that took over from him? Um, yeah, who did take over for him? Big Head? No, it wasn't Big Head. It Big was Big Head get promoted again. Um, no, it wasn't that. It was Jack? Is 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 it was uh, Action Jack Barker? But I, I can't oh, remember yeah, yeah. who plays him. Tobolowski. Tobolowski. There you yeah. go, Stephen Tobolowski. Um. Like, he forced him out. Like, that should be a story. Why did Gavin get fired? I, I don't know. I don't know. It's weird. It's weird that Richard seems like he's the new hotness that everybody should get get behind, but he's not. Yeah. So, anyway, I'm still digging the show. Mm-hmm. I thought this is the first season where, like, I thought it was more uneven than, than most, but it's kind of picked up steam in the last few episodes. But I feel like they still really need that one episode that defines the season, um, like they always have. You know, the... The horse fucking was a memorable event sure. from last season. Sure. Season two had that, what I thought was a brilliant scene in the Mexican restaurant where the band comes up and just starts playing over the the credits. Yeah. Um, I think season two was one of the better ones, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Because um, it had a lot of stuff. It had them, like, uh, Dinesh and Guilfoyle's death bet that it had with the stuntman. Right, Homicide. <laughs> yeah, there was, there was a lot of really solid episodes. And then season uh, one had... Tip to tip uh, efficiency, right? The tip to tip efficiency. That's still probably the funniest moment in the, oh, the entire fuck. series. So hilarious. Uh, and then winning TechCrunch, I feel like, was the highlight. You know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, 
All I don't right. know. This season needs that. Uh, so that's uh, the Who Won the Week Bald Move TV snapshot. Next week, I think it's time for Cecily and I to get back to revisiting The Handmaid's Tale and American Gods. Um, so we'll be looking forward to that. There's a lot of stuff coming out next week. Uh, we did a fugitive movie podcast for a commission podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll have the full strength of Better Call Saul, Fargo, and The Leftovers for one more week until The Leftovers bows out for good. Yeah, uh, Big, big, big momentous week for Bald Move next week. I'm excited. Find all that stuff at baldmove.com. Uh, until then, I'm Aaron. And I'm Jim. See ya.